Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another morning episode of the Pineapple Theory Podcast, coming to you on a Monday. Hope you've got a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, or some sort of drink beverage in front of you. I myself have a, what's it, what is it? It's like a cinnamon, hazelnut cinnamon latte that I've made on my new Keurig that I got over Christmas. Um, making these parents got us a new Keurig, and it's got that milk frother thing in it, and oh my goodness, it's game changer, honestly, it really is, having the, the milk frother part, so that's what I'm enjoying, a nice cup of coffee, and today I'm excited because I'm bringing you a new, mo- not movie, TV show review, and it's for the TV show Andor, so the Star Wars TV show Andor, I'm going to be going through, very quick breakdown, my thoughts on the series, I'm going to keep it spoiler three, and then I'm going to dive through individual episodes and start spoiling them. I'm going to try and keep this episode to a half an hour time limit, so it's not going to be the most in-depth, um, but yeah, we're going to try and keep it to the traditional sort of time period. The golfing ep- morning episode that I released, uh, I went way over the standard sort of 20-minute, 30-minute sort of episode, so again, apologies for that, but also apparently I was very passionate about it, so yeah, I just, you know, rant and rave and got, got stuck in. Um, right, but before we get straight into the Star Wars uh, and or specific review, I just want to go over sort of the year 2022 for Star Wars releases in general. Um, so we had, as far as movies and TV shows go, we didn't have any movies released last year for Star Wars. We had uh, a couple TV shows. So we had The Book of Boba Fett. We had Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, we had Andor, obviously, um, and we had Tales of the Jedi. Um, and then other Star Wars little bits and bobs, there was like a Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation. We got a bunch of announcements for upcoming 2023 and 2024 stuff. Um, but those were the three main TV shows, oh sorry, four main TV shows that released. Um, and then Bad Batch sort of started end of this year into... the. Um, did it start just the start of 2020? I don't know when Bad Batch was, but essentially Bad Batch Season 2, I'm going to count that as a 2023 thing, and I'm going to be doing a review of that as well when it's when it's all said and done. So yeah, um, and the only other thing that I want to sort of really touch on for last year, I think probably one of the best Star Wars things in a long time was the Lego Star Wars game that came out. Um, again, don't buy it on Switch, get it on a console or PC, but yeah, still having so much fun playing that game. Um, I love it. As far as the best thing from last year, um, I'm probably going to have to give it to... Honestly, I'm going to give it to Tales of the Jedi, the animated series. It was so good. They're only like 15-minute episodes, and I think there's like six of them. They're just short stories, but just so moving and so impactful and like really, really dial in on emotions. Um, I think the first episode is a bit meh with Ahsoka. Like, it's fine, but it's it's the... Not as good as the ones of like Dooku and um, uh, Ahsoka, like later on in life. Um, they're just honestly, it's it's incredible. Then I would probably give it to yeah, the Obi Wan Kenobi series was really very very good in some super iconic moments. I haven't rewatched it yet, and I've really been wanting to. Um, before Mando season three comes out for twenty twenty three, I'm sort of rewatching mandalorian season one and two as well as the book of boba fett and then also the obi-wan kenobi series not that the obi-wan kenobi series really matters to the mandalorian season three but just because new tv shows just sort of going through them all again um and then yeah book of boba fett i've spoken enough on that um quickly as well whilst we're here i'm gonna say what is coming up for star wars for 2023 
So this is just uh, rough sort of dates. Um, I believe I gave more specific dates for things in the upcoming TV shows episode um, for 2023. But off the get-go, we've got Bad Batch, which is already coming out, season two. As we speak, that's releasing. Um, We have the Ahsoka TV show. We have Mandalorian season three. We have Star Wars Visions season two. Um, The Accolade, maybe... I'm not sure on that one. That one's still sort of a, a TBA to be uh, confirmed. T- TBC, maybe. TBC, yeah. Um, or affirmed. I don't know. TBA, TBC, whatever. The accolade, maybe end of the year, maybe not. Probably not, I would guess. Um, but yeah, big ones in, obviously, Mandalorian Season 3. Ahsoka's going to be huge. Star Wars Vision Season 2 is going to be whatever. Um, and Bad Batch, so far, Season 2 is off to an incredible start. So I love that show so much. Um, yeah, really underrated. Anyway, that's enough of that. Let us dive in to Andor. Sort of, I'm going to keep this spoiler-free, and then we're going to get cracking. Um, let me just have my sip of my coffee here. Sorry for the dead air. Lovely. I got foam all over my nose because it's a throffy coffee. Um, never say that again. All right. So here's my honest review. I'm just going to start as I would if I'm normally when I ask John this or a guest overall thoughts spoiler free on the show yeah i i'm sh- i'm struggling so much with this show because i just like i i i like it but i i just felt like it was just it was too long and too much filler and not enough really happened from start to finish like not really much happened um and this series had 12 episodes, and I think it could have easily had six. There was a lot of looking into characters um, that didn't need to necessarily... Well, there's one in particular that I think just was a complete write-off, like why we spent so much time with this one character. Again, I'm trying to keep it spoiler-free, so I'm not going to say. Um, and yeah, also, this, I think, is a huge... This is how I know it's a bit of a no-no show, is that I don't remember hardly anyone or anyone's name in this show i generally don't know their names and i saw every single episode very recently and i couldn't tell you anyone's name other than andor um and that's just shocking i think i just i don't know why i just i just feel like if i if i'm not picking up on these characters and and who they are then i i don't think i think i feel like something's amiss in it but anyway so yeah, overall, I'd probably give it like a, a 6 out of 10, unfortunately. Um, I also think, though, that I was late to the party of watching Andor. Um, I wanted the whole thing to be done so I could just binge through it all. Um, and it got a lot of hype. Like, it's been, it's been, you know, nominated for, like, drama series of the year. So I do fear that there's something that I'm missing in this show that other people are really enjoying. Um, I think, again, if you're not a fan of Star Wars as much you'd probably enjoy this more the same as i would recommend anyone who's not a fan of star wars to watch rogue one because i think that it's the it's the best sort of action movie and this is probably the best action series that isn't super star warsy but um yeah unfortunately just a a little bit of a miss for me um however i do think that i want to go away and rewatch rogue one because i feel like it will give more depth to the character of cassian andor and sort of knowing more about him now might help to sort of understand his character more in Rogue One. Um, but yeah, overall, unfortunately, a little bit uh, disappointed on my end. Um, 
But if you guys really enjoyed it, I would love to know. Please drop me a message on our Instagram at pineapple theory underscore podcast. It would be great to hear your thoughts and opinions. And yeah, point out stuff if, I, if I'm missing the, the gist of what this show was really about. I just felt, yeah, my main thing is it was too long and too much filler in it for not a lot to happen, especially over 12 episodes. All right, now I'm going to go into some spoiler stuff. Um, if you've not seen the fucking film, get your finger out your ass. Uh, I'm just going to go through each episode and sort of read the synopsis. And then, again, this is all based on memory. I don't have notes for this. I'm just sort of literally going through my gut feelings as I'm when I'm remembering it. So episode one we had was called Casa. Um, it says, when Cassie and Andor's reckless search for answers about his missing sister uh, makes him a wanted man, he returns to his home planet in hopes of selling illegal ship parts and reconnecting with his mother. So off the get-go, this was straight into sort of like... You know, we see Cassian going about sort of very secretively and, yeah, the altercation he has with the two um, security officers and he ends up murdering one of them, or both of them, sorry, um, was pretty huge. Um, And I loved it. I thought it was a great start, really gripping, really dark, um, which, again, sort of brings back that Rogue One sort of uh, feel straight away, which was awesome. Um, And then seeing Cassian and, and what he gets up to as far as sort of back on his home planet i felt like everything on the home planet was just so bleh it was just so like just not enough really going on especially in these first few episodes um so yeah very hot start with the killing and then yeah maybe just the show as a whole spent too much time on his home planet and um it just it just was like just nothing you know nothing really happening um uh, episode two, that was uh, that would be me. Cassian hurries to settle his affairs on Ferrix with friends and family as tactical forces close in on him, led by the con- convincing, sorry, conniving. Oh, that was a weird one. Uh, led by the conniving Karn, um, an agent driven by an obsessive power to pursue law and order. Um, and yeah, and this is introducing. Well, maybe not introducing, but this is like his first sort of main one. This is Khan. So Khan is the character I have the most issues with in this show. Not funnily enough for episode one and two. Episode one and two, I believe, totally fine. Makes sense. Um, I think maybe even into episode three. Um, but then the rest of the show, the second he goes on to his mother's place and he gets dismissed. Like why we have so many just shots of him sitting on his bed or sitting in that freaking booth eating cereal over and over again while his mother's just like it's just it's just why like nothing i i totally get that he comes back and he wants to get back involved in the game with the empire and the the finale episode you know brings him back in but why we needed to see him go through the office position and all eating cereal so freaking much it was like jesus like i yes yeah i hate i really do not like this character um spent way too much time on him and i just i just was like why are we watching this um but yeah the whole the whole thing of how they sort of crack down on him um and sort of you know the the standoff that that he has i can't honestly tell you if this was episode two or three i might be merging the two here but the whole standoff and how they escape and everything um that was all great good action you know nice and intense all fun so happy with that uh, episode three reckoning the siege tightens as the armored troops close in on the fugitive cassian Andor, desperate to escape arrest cassian contacts a mysterious well-connected man who could provide him with money yeah so i've just merged episode two and three there together uh, episode four aldahani aldani 
Um, out of options, Cassian joins a mission to infiltrate an imperial garrison on Alda- Aldani, um, the city-covered capital of capital world of Coruscant. Agents of the Imperial Security Burox, um start to piece together information regarding the disturbance of on Ferex. So, this is sort of the start of the middle, um, and the middle for me is a huge chunk of very slow-moving things. Um, I like it. I like it, and I can appreciate it in the sense of like with um, with Mon Mothma introduced and really seeing how daintily she has to move around sort of political people, even her own husband. She has to sort of like lie and and daintily move because she's being watched whilst also trying to start and, and get the rebellion going and stuff like that. I can appreciate that. I just feel like it was, yeah, again, just too much time spent on, on these things that, that weren't going anywhere fast enough. Once she started talking all the banking stuff too, it gets kind of heavy, and if you're if you're not following it, it doesn't quite doesn't quite click. Which, again, is totally fine. I I don't think that's an issue with the show. I think that's just an issue with me watching it. Um, but yeah, there was a there was a lot of sort of slower moving things here, um, and that was a little difficult to sort of chew and swallow, especially over twelve episodes. Well, it was essentially like seven episodes of that, and like realistically is like three episodes of action um we then have uh episode five the axe forgets cassian must carefully navigate the district inherent um in being the new member of a secret operation as cassian and the rebels prepare for a heist they begin to suspect they have a mole in their ranks i liked all of this stuff honestly once he got into sort of the um yeah the the highland tales this looked like so much scotland if it wasn't filmed in scotland i'd be shocked or ireland or somewhere but um yeah, like it was cool planning the heist um, to steal money to to fund the rebellion. I liked all that. I liked how they didn't really trust him. He didn't really trust them, and sort of the back and forth there. Again, just maybe a little too long spent sort of preparing for this heist, and it's just like, come on, like go go and do it already. And we're coming up to it, but everything with the heist and the Eye Festival visually looked incredible. Like. This is as good as Star Wars looks, like, in its best. So I, I do appreciate all of that um, and it, when it was really good. Um, and, yeah, so episode six, the eye with cover from a local festival, the Aldani mission uh, reaches a point of no return. So super awesome heist, very awesome eye festival, and really enjoyed every second of it, really. Probably the best episode, I would say, would be the eye. Um Episode 7, Announcement. The fallout from the Aldani heist is swift and seismic, shaking the Imperial Security Bureau on Coruscant into action and prompting more intrigue from Senator Mon Mothma. So this is where I feel like the season really died. Episode 6, The Eye, after the heist, could have dropped off the heist and or could have like then sort of ended as a season for me. That could have been the end of season 1 quite easily. Um, and it would have been very good. We would have seen sort of him start to get involved in the sort of uh, the, uh, what do we call it, rebellion. Um, and then season two could be him sort of then meeting up with, um, you know, the, the, the core hearted sort of part of the rebellion and sort of stuff like that. Everything from episode seven onwards, I feel like is just like not really needed. Even the stuff when like, you know, he's, to go back and see his mother and his mother's gone you know she's dead and then the girlfriend's captured and, and all of that i just the rest of it i'm just i just doesn't interest me as much so episode seven the announcement 
Uh, the fallout from Aldani heist is swift and seismic, shaking the Imperial Security Bureau on Coruscant into action and prompting more intrigue for Senator Mon Mothma. I think I just read that. Sorry if I reread it. Uh, episode 8, uh, Narkina 5. While in hiding, Cassian is swept up in an Imperial crackdown with little... Oh! Oh my god, I have blanked the prison heist. Oh, good lord. I am so sorry, everybody. I have completely... Wow, what does that mean? What does that mean that I genuinely forgot my favorite part of this whole series was when he escapes from prison? Wow, I have just... Hmm, very strange. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Cassian gets taken into prison at some point and then has to escape prison. And oh my goodness gracious. Um, the... Oh, why am I blanking on the name? Uh, Andy Circus. Andy Circus plays like the leader of their little like prison group, and I love this man so much. Like everything I've ever seen. Obviously, he's for those who don't know, he's the guy who did Gollum, King Kong, Planet of the Apes. Like he's basically the guy, the best animalistic uh, motion capture sort of actor in the world. But also recently, he started just taking on roles, just him as is. And the way he is in this movie, well, not recently. He, I guess he's always done it, but more recently he's been getting more and more. He was in the latest Black Panther and stuff. Um, or sorry, the first Black Panther. I don't know about the second one. I've not actually seen that yet. I think he was in it, though. Um, yeah, he's incredible in this. Um, so, yeah, the episode where they escaped prison was really good. However, again, the sort of build-up to it and then the aftermath of it is, again, super slow. Like like scenes we just don't need to really see i get that they're they're showing like how messed up the empire is and how sort of little they care and and what they're getting into i just i don't know it felt the parts in between and building up to the the thing so the three main things are i guess um what is it even off the original yeah the first few episodes i guess it's just building towards him meeting uh what's his face and stealing the ship part and getting out um, and then, yeah, the, 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 the stealing of the money heist, the escaping of the prison, and then the liberating, um, Felix or whatever it's called, and, um, taking his girlfriend back are sort of their three main things, and yeah, the filler in between those is just too long. Um, okay, so episode, uh, nine. Uh, under intense scrutiny whilst in prison, Cassian makes allies, plans an impossible escape. Meanwhile, Miro tortures Bix for information and realizes that Cassian may have been involved in the Aldani attack. Uh, episode 10, One Way Out. Um, Cassian and his allies attempt to seize a rare opportunity that could lead to victory. Mon Mothma uh, brokers a new deal with a shady politician in order to ensure the future of the rebellion. Yeah, the Mon Mothma stuff, again, just that's also more filler that just dragged on for me. However... It is cool seeing her actually get sort of a, a role to play. Um, and the lady who acted her was also incredible. She was also in Sex Education as the mum, and she was awesome in that as well. Um, don't know her name, and I'm not going to Google it, and I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so One Way Out, great episode for The Escape. Um, Daughter of Ferex, episode 11, a fugitive once more. Cassian makes his next move before it's too late. So he's going back to Ferex to try and find his mom, finds out she's dead, girlfriend captured, all that. And the finale, Rick's Row. Targeted by numerous adversaries, the fugitive Cassian attempts to return to his home planet as the powder keg of Ferex is ignited by a spark of rebellion, triggering the Empire to finally take action. 
All right. So that's been 20 minutes of recording. We've gone through every single episode. I've said it too many times about it being filler. So other than that, what do I think? Visually, this series was rock solid and awesome. It always looked good. Um, however, their filming and animating stuff is, is incredible. The art direction made a lot of sense. There wasn't any craziness like Book of Boba Fett where there's just suddenly random like bright speeders and shit add, getting added into it. So visually, super happy, really great um, all the way through. Um, Storyline... I think it made sense. Um, I think the character, as I said, should be more fleshed out now for Rogue One, and there definitely should be um, more detail to him uh, to enjoy, as well as with Mon Mothma. Um, As far as sort of the Empire goes, I think that it's great seeing them sort of be dark and and brooding and seeing the inside of sort of... um, what do we call it? Uh, the inside operation, like the the officers getting together and they're planning their secret missions. I just think that it's still a little too too much sometimes. Like we could have done less of it. The Karn character completely write him off, get rid of him. No need to him at all. Also, a lot of the Vel Sathra, her character. Um, so she's the. She's the blonde-haired one who is sort of the head of the heist stealing the money. Um, Yeah, she's just also, she talks too much and there's too much going on there. Um, The main sort of character that I've not spoken about yet, uh, I'm looking at the names of them and I'm sorry if I'm butchering it, uh, Lutheran Rail. Um, Basically the contact, the mysterious leader and also owns the antique store. Um we didn't learn anywhere near enough about him. And I found that very frustrating. Uh, like I get like some, some super like sort of uh what's it called? Like, yeah, leaving some depth, some something for season two to unveil later, kind of like what they did with Snoke, but they showed way too much of him to reveal nothing of him, essentially. Um, at least with the whole Snoke, who is Snoke, you sort of like, there was not enough of him to really go off of, but that kind of worked. And then we found out more, well, we <laughs> found out more in books later on, I guess. Um, but yeah, just Luther- Lutheran Real was way too much on screen to know nothing about him. So that would have been good to know a bit more about. Like, you know, he's got all this ship that's crazily modified and can do all these moves and got all these connections and kind of seems like he's starting the rebellion, but also like, who are you? Why are you? What's your backstory kind of thing? Um, so yeah. Overall, I stand solid with my 6 out of 10. I think there, there were three good episodes in this with some really good action and emotional scenes. Um, and then other than that, it was just yeah, too long, unfortunately. So not super excited for season two of this. Um, but I would, I will obviously like watch it when it comes out. Um, I just hope that season two, when it does come out, has got more sort of gusto and, and gumph about it and get going. Um Again, I would love to know your thoughts. I think that I've definitely missed something in my sort of watching of it because um, it's, again, it's like supposed to be nominated and winning awards and, you know, the best TV show Star Wars have ever had, some are calling it. So, I mean, what what rating does it get? I guess a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes and an 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. So, obviously, I'm missing something. Um, maybe I need to rewatch it, but 
yeah, if you can help me like this show more, please drop me a message and let me know what I'm missing. And that would be great. If you also maybe agree with what I'm thinking, let me know that too. Um, I hope you all have an incredible week. Um, we've got a very fun episode coming out on Friday with McKinley where we are doing a quiz um, for movies that came out in 2022, which I made the quiz myself and I'm super excited by it. So hope you really enjoy that episode on Friday. Um, if not, as well, you know, just give it a go. You never know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being weird. Um, definitely going to have John back on the podcast soon. Um, hopefully next weekend we're going to be recording. So not this Friday coming. The following Friday is when you'll hear that episode. Um, again, we're going to be doing a quiz or maybe a March Madness. I sort of have another quiz in the background, but maybe a March Madness is a good way to bring John back into this. Um, we're fine. We're still best friends. <laughs> Don't worry about us. It's just literally a poor scheduling. And obviously over Christmas and New Year, we were both all over the place. So just a scheduling thing. Don't worry. He will be back soon and he misses you all and sends his love and happy new year, I'm sure. Anyway, you stay classy, San Diego. We'll see you freaking later. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.